Hello, it's episode 382. I'm so glad to see you here today. Thanks for hanging out with me, carving out some time to learn. And today we're talking about blood chemistry and how... This is so special. I love this topic. (laughs) We've been bringing in blood chemistry a little bit into the Keto Diet Podcast only because chances are if you're still listening to the show and you're looking for answers, you've realized that your ketogenic diet goes far beyond getting the right macros. Maybe you feel like you have the right macros and there's other things going on or you just can't seem to get it just right. It's probably because there's something else happening. Our bodies are so complicated and that's not to discourage you from moving forward, but just to encourage you that it can take some time to figure it all out. And like when you figure it all out, let me know because I still don't have it all figured out. But I, 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 I love I love having just regular human beings on the show to chat about their experiences, and this episode is no exception to that. Uh, Oftentimes, I will post on Instagram, hey, does somebody want to come on my show and just chat about their life? And one of my dear clients, uh, Carrie Smith, was like, yes, I totally want to come on and talk about blood chemistry and how big of a difference it's made in her life, and it's been so cool. Now, some of my clients take the blood chemistry thing to the next level. They're working with me and they're also learning how to understand other people's blood work. They're taking courses, they're mapping out all their blood work with me and they get so involved and it's so cool to just watch them flourish in this environment and get really inspired to help others with this work. And so it's been really, really fun to watch Carrie just learn about testing and ranges and running her own blood work and all of those sorts of things. So today we're talking about how she's managed running a business and really her health experience. Like I said, I love having regular people on just talking about the struggle that is life. I think, you know, I'll tune into a couple podcasts and I enjoy, but a lot of it is just like, this was wrong. And then I figured it out. And now my life is awesome. Or I was really sick. And then this test really made a difference. And now I'm great. But nobody really talks about like how hard the hard parts are. And so I really love just having people on like you and me that are just trying to figure it all out. So without further ado, let's cut over to my conversation with Carrie. Welcome to the Keto Diet Podcast, the show all about keto for women so you can burn fat, balance your hormones, and heal your body. Starting and maintaining keto can be challenging without the right support. So just for listening to the podcast, I want to give you 20% off the keto beginning with the coupon code KETOPODCAST. That's all one word. This 30-day program gives you a clear step-by-step how-to so you can quickly adapt to a ketogenic diet, avoid common struggles, and get the results you crave. Go to help healthfulpursuit.com slash begin to get your keto beginning discount today. If you're new around these parts, I'm Leanne Vogel. You may know me as the international bestselling author of The Keto Diet, founder of happyketobody.com, or maybe you know me as the nutritionist that likes dipping pork rinds in avocado oil mayo. I'm so glad you're here with me today. Thanks so much for listening. Hi, Carrie. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm so good. I'm so glad that we get to chat for the first time really like this. So this is great. Yes, I I feel like I've known you forever. But you know, we just started working together. And it's so awesome to finally get to talk to you in person. 
Yeah. And I always feel that way too about my clients. Um, some clients, because I do more telehealth kind of over chat and audio and messenger, we don't get a chance to just have a call like this. But when we do, we know so much about each other and what we're doing. It's kind of like we hit the ground running and it's really fun. Yes. That's awesome. So I, I shared a little bit of your bio before bringing you onto the podcast, but I'd love in your own words to tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay. So my name is Carrie and I am a busy mom to five boys. I am the owner and founder of an e-commerce business. And I've been doing that actually now for about, oh, since 2007. So I think I may actually have you beat Leanne in um, as far as how long my online business has been around. But I think you've been around a long time too. um, 2010. I couldn't even imagine 2007. (laughs) So I was definitely early to the to the online game. But yeah, so I've been very busy um, growing a family, growing a business. And in the past few years, our business has really grown quite a bit. And in that process, I think I, you know, I was busy trying to build a legacy in our business for our family, but was kind of missing out on some key things in, in regards to our health and just ignoring um, certain aspects of our life that that are so more, much more important than, um, you know, leaving a legacy of our family business. So I've just been, you know, on this health journey. I've actually been on one for quite some time. It's been about 14 years, but within the last, you know, few years, it's, it's, it's been a, a big struggle with our business growing as much as it has. And, and, and just dealing with all the stress and, and a lifestyle, which I'm sure you, you're, you understand, um, being an online business and sitting, you know, you know, sitting at your computer as much as you do and, and just the stress of employees and everything that goes with a business. So, um, I've really just been trying to step back and recently and, and found you and found your, um, that you were focusing on blood chemistry. And I was so excited about that. And um, that really made me reach out to you and, and just wanted to work with you. So I'm so excited that we get this chance to do that. Yeah. And I can completely relate. You sit and sit and sit and ignore and ignore and ignore. And especially when I'm writing things about health, I'm like, I should really like get up, you know? Um, yes. When did, when did you notice that your health was going sideways and how long did it take until you stopped ignoring that? Like, what was that process like for you? It's been a gradual process. Um, I, I don't know if you want to go as far back as um, I'll just kind of start from the beginning, but I won't go too into depth. Um, but my my health struggle really started about 14 years ago after I had twins and my twins were a surprise. So I already had two boys and then I had surprise um, twins that are also boys, identical twins. And when I had them, after I had them, I had four boys in four years. So my thyroid actually tanked after having them. And I found out that my thyroid tanked when I went to uh, a local, at our local, in our local community, they had a blood screening. And being a busy mom of four children, I just didn't have a lot of time to make doctor's appointments. So I went in, I got my blood taken, I tested my thyroid because my mom also has thyroid issues. And I kind of had a hunch that I had some a thyroid condition and, and, and I did. 
you know, my TSH was a 21, which is um, pretty high. Um, so I, I don't, you know, know how much people who are listening to this um, know, you know, what a 20, 21 means, but three to four is usually two to three, I think is a normal range, but Leanne can speak to that better. And, you know, people who are borderline are usually around four or five, but there was no question. Uh, at a 21, I definitely had a thyroid issue. And it was a, it's been a huge journey ever since. I've been to so many doctors trying to get answers to my questions. Terrible joint pain, muscle weakness. So you'd talk to other people and they wouldn't have the same issues. And so you'd go to the doctors and, and, and really I thought I had rheumatoid arthritis. You know, I thought I had other things um, going along with it. I took um, wheat out of my diet. I did all these different things, which did help, but I, you know, I never really fully got down to the root cause of my issues. Um, so I've just been through different health like protocols and plans over the years. I've been in and out of health, but have never really been optimally healthy, I think, this whole time. So like I said, I'm about 14 years into this. However, I've had one moment where I felt awesome and I was following a certain health protocol and I don't know what ended up happening, how I, how I got out of that protocol. But um, what I can tell you is I tried to do that same protocol again recently before I got in touch with you. And I was for sure that it was just going to work, right? Like it worked last time. And I've listened to a bunch of your podcasts and, you know, I've listened to a bunch of things that you say. And, you know, this was all I had done at that point in time was food. And this time around, I, it was the same thing. I was just going to really change my diet and think that was going to fix things, but it wasn't fixing things this time. So that's when I knew I, there was, there's just something else going on. I really had to figure out, you know, what that, what that is. And that's where you come in. <laughs> Whether you're keto, low carb, paleo, or somewhere in between, electrolytes facilitate hundreds of functions in the body, including the conduction of nerve impulses, hormonal regulation, nutrient absorption, and fluid balance. This is amplified on the ketogenic diet, but every human requires this balance. When you have adrenal hypo or hyperfunction, this affects your body's ability to balance sodium and potassium. Do you get headaches behind your left eye? This is a good sign that you need sodium. Headaches behind your right eye? This is a good sign you need potassium. Nearly every one of my clients that I work one-on-one -on -one with have an imbalance of electrolytes when they first come to see me. Symptoms such as headaches, muscle cramps, fatigue, sleeplessness, or seen right there in their blood work. Much of this is improved with proper electrolyte supplementation. Now, I personally consume at least one packet of electrolytes daily, and not just any electrolyte, element electrolytes, because it doesn't have sugar, fillers, coloring, artificial, gunk and has the effective electrolyte ratio that so many other guys don't do right, with 1,000 milligrams of sodium, 200 milligrams of potassium, 60 milligrams of magnesium, that perfect combination. Right now, Element is offering my listeners a free sample pack with any order. That's eight single-serving packets free with any Element order. This is a great way to try all eight flavors or share Element with a salty friend. Get yours at drinklmnt.com slash KDP. This deal is only available through my link. You must go to D-R-I-N-K 
lmnt.com slash KDP. Element offers a no questions asked refund so you can try it totally risk free. If you don't like it, share it with a friend and they will give you your money back, no questions asked. You really have nothing to lose. I just love these guys. Again, it's drinklmnt.com slash KDP. Yeah, completely. A, a TSH of 21 is high. Like you said, um, generally the best kind of, it depends on the person. Usually it's around 1.5 to 2, maybe 1.5 to 3. But when it's 21, oh dang, that's, that's a lot. And what a lot of people don't know is that TSH is actually more of a pituitary marker than it is a thyroid marker. So Sometimes when it's just a pituitary issue, the TSH will be wackadoodle and everything else will look pretty much fine. Um, that's kind of how you can determine kind of what's going on. But usually a high TSH might come with um, high antibodies and that's how oftentimes autoimmune thyroid conditions may be diagnosed. But then you have all the different thyroid hormones that can determine exactly what's going on and where the support is being needed. So just to kind of get into that a little bit more like Carrie was saying more detailed. And you said something interesting, like you had tried health protocols and plans. And what do you feel like other than that one that worked and then you came off of it, you tried it again, it didn't work. That's actually quite common because our bodies change. We need different things at different times. Right. Why do you think the other things you tried didn't work? Like kind of looking back in hindsight, were there some lessons that you learned that you realize maybe I could have done this a little bit differently, just knowing your body more over the last 14 years that you've kind of gotten started caring for yourself in a different way? Yeah, totally. So actually, the the one in particular that I really crashed from, actually, so not only did it not work, but I, you know, it, 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 it ended up in a health crash. So I, um, I actually went on to have a fifth son and after him, he was about two years old. I was, uh, decided to, to really eat healthy. Um, I think I wanted to be healthy more than anything, but I also wanted to lose weight and I ended up looking great. It was a, it was a keto ish diet, but it, it, it was, um, it was having different fuels at different times. I don't know if you've, you've, you've heard about that. I'm sure you have, you know, eating carbs in one setting and then eating, waiting like three hours and then eating like a fat fuel type of meal. Mm -hmm. And I don't think there was anything. I don't know that there was anything wrong with the diet that I was on per se, although it did have some dairy in it and it wasn't, yeah, it had a lot of uh, stevia and erythritol and stuff like that. And I just don't seem to do well with that. But what ended up happening was uh, my hair started falling out, um, which I know tends to happen a lot with people just started having flares. I call them storms, like thyroid storms. I don't even know if it was my thyroid, but actually I started to think that I was celiac and I had thought about that for a while. I took wheat out of my diet, um, years before. And so I definitely thought that it could be celiac. So I went to a doctor once again, you know, another issue with just dealing with a conventional doctor. I, I didn't do the full celiac test, but I definitely have the gene. I have one of the genes for it, but what he did test me was for iron. Cause I believe if you're celiac, then you could, you know, your nutrients can be very low. So he did test my iron, which was, was great. And my, my ferritin was a four at the time. So that's very low. And I believe I'm speaking right to that. Um, yeah. that 
or 10 is a very low um, number. But n- nobody, people who've seen seen that, doctors who saw that number, nobody was like really pushing me to to do anything about that. So I took it, um, I did the research myself and I realized, wow, my, my iron is really low. So, but I can't really speak to why it didn't work, but I can just tell you that I crashed, you know, I crashed from it. My, my, and I don't know that it caused my iron issues, but it was just part of the journey where I figured out that my iron was very low. And that was a big part of, of, you know, starting to heal a little bit was, was, um, supplementing with iron, but Leanne, you know, we're working on that right now because I'm having to supplement a lot with iron and, and really we need to get down to the root cause of why, why we're having these iron issues. So, yeah, completely. Uh, I know that so many people get caught in that space of like, well, if I'm just low in this thing, I'll just take it. And a huge red flag. In fact, I was chatting with somebody the other day about this, another practitioner, a huge red flag is when your practitioner tells you to do the same thing over and over for the rest of your life. (laughs) You know, that's just like, uh, I'm not sure other than maybe parasitic protocols every six months, just to make sure that you keep those at bay or when you're traveling, if you go to Mexico, Mexico, maybe bring a parasite kit with you and take it while you're there, just to, a precautionary thing. But other than that, especially when it comes to iron, maybe a multivitamin is good sometimes, most times, but with iron, we really need to get to the root cause of it. And, you know, it could be blood loss, it could be um, celiac or some sort of gut uh, imbalance. It could also be parasites. Parasites eat up ferritin, it's a form of food for them. And so oftentimes our ferritin can get quite low um, when we have chronic parasitic infections. And I always find it interesting oftentimes when we're having guests on the show um, that are normal people living their life, trying to figure out what's going on with their bodies. Nine times out of 10, one of the red flags that they mention is hair loss as, you know, I was doing really good and then I started losing hair and then everyone, everything went sideways. I'm, I'm starting, I have a theory on the hair loss situation. I'm not sure if I've shared it on the podcast before, but I'm starting to think um, that hair loss could be a sign of toxicity. So when we're on a new diet, especially ones that are more keto in nature, a lot of the times we're forcing our body to burn off fat. When the body's not good at detoxification and it can't properly pair toxins out of the body, what it will do is shuttle those toxins into our fat cells because it's really the only place where they can stay kind of out of the way. Uh, That's why a lot of toxicity testing, often you won't catch a lot of toxins and those tests need to be provoked only because if they're not provoked, meaning like pushing the things out of the cells, everything's going to look quote unquote normal. And so what happens on these high fat diets, ketogenic diets, where we're forcing our body to burn that fat is all of a sudden your body is hit by a bunch of toxins that were happily pushed away into those fat cells and, and it, and it um, stimulates hair loss. And so it's just a theory. I, I still need to do some research on it, but you're not the first one to come on the show and say it all kind of fell apart when I had hair loss. And just to kind of highlight, you know, looking at blood work now and where it's been, it's incredible that your TSH can go from 21 to where it's at now, which it's pretty much almost balanced from where it was to now. I mean, you've done amazing, amazing things. And I think even though we're talking about this 14 year process, it's like, 
I think oftentimes we believe that if we just get the right diet, if we just get the right thing, all of a sudden it's going to snap together. And that's just not the case. Would you agree? I definitely would agree. You know, it's, 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 it's not just going to snap together. I was going to say too, I I recently just had hair loss again. So, but it it, it stopped with some of the things that we're doing, but yeah, I would definitely agree with you that it's, it, it definitely is not going to all snap together. It's a journey. And, you know, I don't know if it'll ever be back to, to where it was before, but you know, it's definitely something I want to seek out. I want to definitely want to get to a point where, it's better and I have energy and I don't have this brain fog and, and all of that, but there's no easy road. I wish there was. Completely. I think for hair loss, because it's something that a lot of people are experiencing now, either with COVID or other things going on, some key things that I've found super helpful and, and we're working on this together. In fact, I think we're even doing drainage essentials for you. (laughs) This is like, it's so important for drainage. Like Having, making sure that your body can drain properly from all the different places, your kidneys, your skin, kidneys rather, your skin, bowels, okay, all the different places um, to make sure that your body can flush out these things. I've seen this be so incredibly impactful um, for people and even just nutrients, um, super, super helpful. So I guess from the time that you discovered the thyroid stuff and... Um, at what point were you kind of touching on some root cause issues? Um, Like at what point were you thinking that there could be mold or when did that all come into play? Yeah. So the mold thing is, was, is within the past three years. And what's interesting about about that is that was also around the same time things were really stressful for our business. And as you know, from working with other people and yourself, you have, multiple things going on right at the same time and so it's really hard for you to see what is it that's causing you know my issues but um and then on top of that i had covid so i had covid before covid was even a thing so i had that in february of 2020 before it really before lockdowns and we really knew it was here and then in around that time our um our roof ended up getting damaged from a storm and because of the lockdown, we couldn't get somebody out to fix it fast enough. So we did get it tarped, but we ended up getting rain in our attic, which is right above our bedroom. So the molds, the mold that was about two-ish years ago. And right after that happened, I had terrible allergies. And I don't know if they were truly allergies. I don't know. But I am also allergic to mold. And it is my biggest allergy. (laughs) Um, Like when I go get allergy tested, mold is huge for me. So I've got both going on. So I'm probably dealing with outside mold in and then the stuff that was going on in my house and then anything that was going outside. So, yeah, it's been it's been about two years since since that Um, we did have our home remediated, our, our attic remediated. But I don't know if that was done properly So that's what we're still trying to figure out. And it does look like from some of the testing that we've done that I do have some mold toxicity. So yeah, it's been about two years.
Y'all have heard me talk about Blue Blocks before, the company that makes the best blue light blocking glasses and EMF blocking products. Blue Blocks has rebranded to Bond Charge with the same commitment to evidence-based products to optimize your life in every way. Their extensive range of premium wellness products help you sleep better, perform better, have more energy, recover faster, balance hormones, reduce inflammation. The list is endless. From blue light blocking glasses to EMF management and circadian friendly lighting, Bond Charge products help you naturally address the issues of our modern day way of life effortlessly and with maximum impact. An area that Bond Charge is leading the way in is EMF. Our modern technology has brought with it useful innovations. It has also exposed humans to man-made sources of electromagnetic fields, aka EMF that have impacted natural electromagnetic environment. This exposure to man-made EMF occurs both at work and home. The most common EMF exposure happens in everyday life from microwave ovens, mobile phones, laptops, earbuds, Wi-Fi, and 5G. And many people, especially those who have lived or worked in mold, are sensitive to EMF. While EMF exposure from mobile phones falls within stated safety standards, these standards were developed using the expected thermal effects of EMF only. They do not take into account the possible non-thermal effects. Numerous studies are currently investigating the potential health effects of weak or non-thermal radio frequency electromagnetic fields. In 2011, the International Agency of Research on Cancer, the IARC, classified EMFs as possibly carcinogenic to humans. In 2015, the Scientific Community on Emerging and Newly Identified Health Risk published a report on the effects of exposure to EMF on frequencies and ranges already used in mobile phones. More current data suggests that long-term use of mobile phones more than 10 years increases the risk of intracellular tumors. As a result, the IARC Advisory Committee recommended a reassessment of cancer risk in relation to EMF. The committee also suggested making the reassessment a high priority in upgrading EMFs to a probable cancer agent. In addition to being a possible carcinogenic, EMF may also cause other health issues including headaches, fatigue, general malaise, muscle pain, nausea, sleep disturbances, and short-term memory loss. So what do you do to protect yourself? Do what I do and block the EMF because getting off your laptop isn't always the most realistic solution. Bond Charge has EMF protection products that guarantee up to 99% EMF blocking. Some of their products include earphones, laptop mats, harmonizing sticker, a protection blanket that you can use while watching TV or on a flight, protection hat and beanie. You can go to bondcharge.com slash KDP and use the coupon code KDP to save 20%. That's B-O-N-C-H-A-R-G-E dot com slash KDP and use the coupon code KDP to save 20%. Yeah, completely. And it's really hard to determine like which came first, the chicken or the egg. And so what we kind of did together is first assess symptoms. Like I... 
it can be so easy to chase the numbers. And I will talk about your experience kind of learning more about blood work on your own and all the things. It's one thing to see a pattern in blood work. And it's another thing when you chat with somebody or you assess yourself, you're like, that really doesn't resonate for me. Like, I really don't think that that's what's going on. I think we need to dig deeper. And I think as a practitioner, it can be really hard not to chase the numbers and not to chase the results of just like, yeah, but this lab says this, therefore it's this. And that's why for us, what we've been doing is kind of checking with symptoms and seeing kind of how things are progressing and all that stuff. So what we did with the mycotoxin piece, because you had shared, you know, um, mold in the home, we just went through basic symptoms of what could be um, coming up for you. Things like brain fog and reactions to supplements. Um, uh, anyone in the home with asthma symptoms, sinus infections, runny or blocked or stuffed nose, those sorts of things to kind of give us an indication. Is it mold that we need to deal with? Because wonderfully, many people can live in a moldy home and not have a reaction to it. <laughs> and bless their hearts, they're fantastic humans. I wish I could be one of those people. But then there are the people that just heavily react to it. And was it the mold? that started everything? Was it COVID that kind of made you weak to the point where when the mold did come in, your body just couldn't fight it off anymore? So that's kind of where we started, right? Was the symptoms piece, um, then going into a little bit more symptoms, specifically with the eye testing and just seeing um, studies show that eye function and just our ability to understand contrast and, and comprehend contrast in our eyes will shift when we've been uh, subjected to a biological toxin and either mold or lime. And so we did that and that came back not great. And then uh, we just recently did that mycotoxin test too. And so, yeah, it's, it's when we have those root causes going on, it's amazing that you were able to shift the thyroid. So I couldn't even imagine had you not addressed the thyroid piece and you would have been subjected to mold, what that would have felt like now had you not worked through the thyroid when you did, the anemia patterns when you did, and the diet pieces that you were shifting before that. So well done on that area. That's phenomenal. I don't even know where you'd be had you not done that and been subjected to mold. Yeah, thank you. I mean, it, 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 I'm so glad too. And there's, there's been a bunch of things that I've worked on since. And, and if I didn't work on those things, I would be, um, you know, in a much worse space than I am now. So I'm glad that over the years I've learned, you know, from people like you just have learned how to, to manage some of this stuff myself and really just be in tune with my body and, yeah. And even I was going to say, I've been taking, um, zinc since, since December, even before I started working with you. And I believe that's even been helping with some of my issues with my allergies and, and all of that. So it's all just a big puzzle. And I'm, I'm glad that, that I don't have to deal with that other stuff in addition to the mold issues. Yeah, completely. I'm so glad you brought up the zinc because I'm seeing it more and more that since COVID people have been like pounding on the zinc. In fact, I chatted with a a new recent client the other day and she was taking a hundred milligrams of zinc per day. That is too much. Like yes. just because one thing is good doesn't mean more of that thing is better. And so, yeah, like 20 milligrams, 25, 30 good, but any more than that. And you're now just, 
you can imbalance copper. And though copper kind of has a bad reputation, we do need copper. And if you're doing so much zinc, you're going to cause an imbalance in copper. And even when we're thinking of minerals, like each mineral interplays with each other, there are a lot of connections. And when we have certain imbalances, other minerals can um, become imbalanced. And so for example, if you have heavy metal toxicity, certain minerals will become imbalanced. If you have mold toxicity, certain minerals will become imbalanced. So it's really important to be like responsible with your mineral supplementation. And I agree like that zinc at around 30 mil, like 25, 30, that's kind of the max that I would go. And then it can be beneficial, but more than that, it's just not at all beneficial. You're kind of working against yourself. Yeah. And I've been taking about 30 milligrams since December. I actually had COVID for a second time um, this past December. So I'm a two times COVID person. And um, I, yeah, I think hundred was probably what that person was taking when they had COVID. I, I, yeah, I think 90 is what they su- suggested. So, but I've been taking just 30 and that's also, I was happy when I started working with you that that's what you also re- recommended was the 30 but I do believe that probably played a pretty big role in, in my health being as good as it is considering I do have mold toxicity. So, but I would, you know, we're, we're on this journey and I definitely want to see it um, get even, even better. And I'm excited for that. Yeah. What are some of the symptoms like for people that might not, you know, we didn't kind of go through that kind of like right now, what are some of your goals and symptoms and kind of what you want to see achieved? My biggest issue is brain fog and not being able to concentrate. Exhaustion is is another issue. And then this is a weird one, but I did read recently that this is a common issue for people with mold toxicity is I'm cold all the time. It is also an issue with thyroid, but I've noticed more so lately. And I just want to be in bed all of the time. So, but for me, the brain fog and just not being able to concentrate is very hard because I run, you know, a business and I really need to be on top of my game. So that's really what led me down this road of really trying to figure out like how to get these issues resolved because I've got lots of things I still want to do in life. You know, I'm in my mid forties. I, I've, I've got a lot of things I want to do with my business and with my family. Mm-hmm, completely. Yeah. Though the brain fog piece is just so horrible when you can't concentrate and you're like, you almost feel like a veil is over your brain and you know, you can access these things, but they're just not coming. It's so frustrating. And especially when you're running a business that just can't, that's just not, that's just not acceptable. That just can't continue. Um, so that's a huge piece. What, what have you been doing kind of to shift gears a little bit? I know that you took my blood work course, kind of tell us a little bit about that kind of why you wanted to learn more about your blood work. Um, yeah, I'm just always so curious what, what led you to want to learn more. So, I mean, it really goes honestly back to 14 years ago when I, at that at our local community, I was able to get my blood screening and see, you know, where my thyroid was at. And I've, I've found throughout the years, just working with conventional doctors that they don't want to run certain tests for you. 
um, I'll get into a little bit more of why, you know, I wanted to do the course, but I'm just kind of giving you a background. So, you know, I would ask one doctor if they'd do a vitamin D test for me and they wouldn't. So I started to research and figure out how to take, you know, my health into my own hands and, and figured out how to, um, to do, do, do some of my own blood work. And through that, um, I've been running, running it for a bunch of years, um, myself. And when I saw, your course and saw that you were into blood chemistry and, and down to the CBC and the complete, I guess the metabolic panel, complete metabolic, is that how you say it? The complete metabolic panel. Is it the CMP? Yeah, you got it. CMP 14. Yeah. Just being able to look at those, which are, those were numbers I just ignored over the years. I would get those tests and I would just trust the ranges that they, that they would say on the lab, but just being able to look at those and be able to really tell, um, you know, how you're doing with specific things and just looking at patterns. Um, it just amazes me. And so I took your course, I learned a ton from that. I, as you know, I mapped it all out. I, I went back from all the blood work I've done in prior years and put it all on a big spreadsheet, which you provided, I believe. Yeah, that was part of the course. And so, yeah, it's been fun looking at it and just seeing seeing the patterns, you know, over the years and 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 having something to look at that we can improve. completely. I know that when I first learned how to do this, I did the exact same thing. I went back from like 2007 and I just mapped it all out. And I was like, Oh, that's what that was that I had at that. Oh, look at that. I see that now. Oh my goodness. I spent so much money on the wrong thing, you know, and that, that's, that's so, so fun. And you mentioned when you were pulling your own blood work, I'm just those ranges and using the diagnostic ranges that's on the blood work. And I just want to clarify that for people that don't know the ranges on most blood work that will be provided by most labs are diagnostic ranges that are created from the sickest of the sick. So for example, the TSH range has changed significantly over the last 10 years because as people get more and more sick, the range keeps going up and up and up. And so if you're looking to determine what's going on with you and you go into the doctor and they say your labs look normal and you're like, uh, there's no way that they're normal. I feel like hot garbage. It's only because they're looking at diagnostic ranges of sick people. They're saying you're not sick. And that's actually good news. (laughs) If they're saying your labs are normal, if a doctor says that, then that can be good news of, well, perhaps we need to look at this more functionally. And so that's why what Carrie was saying is those functional ranges tighten everything up, look at the research of each and individual item and tighten those up um, so that we can determine before things get wackadoodle crazy, when something is just slightly off, how can we tweak things before it gets out of range? And I remember wanting something like this forever when I would go for blood work. I'm like, I just, I don't think that my cholesterol is, is, bad, but my doctor keeps saying that this is bad. There has to be another range that works for me because of the way that I eat and because of the things that I do. There's something else going on here. I think that that is such invaluable information, those ranges in and of itself, so that you can look at your own blood work and be like, okay, what do I think is going on here? If the doctor has said, everything looks good diagnostically, your labs are normal, and you're like, "Mm, I think I could benefit from something. I'm just not sure what that something is. Yeah. And I I can tell you that I've had many times where my thyroid was 
I was supplementing at that time. I mean, I was taking my medicine at the time, but it would be a four or five and they would tell me that it was fine and it was in range. So I knew that I couldn't really fully trust the ranges at that point. And so it's just, like I said, so great to have somebody like you really outlining what those functional ranges should be. So you don't get to a point where you're getting those ranges in the, um, the range that the doctor cares or that the, the, the lab cares, um, you want to get to it before that point. So, so yeah, it's exciting. And, and I've been trying to get, um, family members and friends to, to do the same thing. I've been trying to get them to do their blood work and they all think I'm weird, but um, (laughs) I'm working on them. But there's so many people who have health issues right now. I mean, I feel, I feel like it's always been that way, but just, more than normal, uh, just since COVID. And it's not even just physical health, it's mental health. But as you know, it's all connected. So I, you know, just been wanting, wanting my friends and family to get blood work done in the first place and send it to me. But, but it hasn't been an easy sell. I really hope you're enjoying today's episode. I'd love to see where you're listening from. You can snap a pic and tag me at Leanne Vogel or leave a review for the show on your favorite podcast player. It helps me out tremendously. Okay, back to the good stuff. Well, you know, uh, over time, as things go by, you'll help one friend and then one friend will tell another friend. And before you know it, you'll have, wait, this happened to me. And I was like, okay, guys, never mind. I'm sorry. I, I don't have enough time to do all of yours. So yes. it'll happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, hopefully one day they'll want to come to me. That would, that would be great. And I, I would love to even just get what you have, which I, what is, what is the functional diagnostic nutrition? What is the name of the, 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 the functional medicine certificate certification that you've gone through? Yeah. So I studied holistic nutrition at CSNN, Canadian School of Natural Nutrition. I've studied uh, with FDN um, and I have my MBCE and my FBCS. So functional blood chemistry specialist. Yeah. So all the LMNOPs and (laughs) um, yeah, it's, it's quite a journey. I have a couple, my eyes, on a couple of other things, you know, you just constantly build and you're interested in things and yeah, it gets to be so unique to what you've personally experienced and what, what your clients, you know, like as, as I learn from my clients and we pull together things, I'm like, wow, I didn't think that we were going to get a result like that. Why? Okay. Okay. Like, so I'm constantly learning, you know, that each body is so incredibly unique and, I'm always surprised. I'm, I'm, I'm always surprised. So it's good. It is. But I mean, you, you, you know, just from going through so many things yourself that even though we're all so different, there are some, you know, similarities between all of us too, or at least we know what to look for and what to start with. And, um, I think because of my own health journey, I would love to help other people, but in a different kind of, I don't know, I'm, I have my, I have a business that, that I'm very busy with and, but I'm just really passionate about health. My mom's a nurse and, you know, it's, um, I don't think I could ever be a nurse, but yeah, this excites me. So maybe if I get certified one day, my friends and family will actually take me (laughs) seriously and let me and hand over their blood work. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, good luck with that. I have some friends and family that are like, you're just totally wackadoodle crazy, Leanne. I'm like, yeah, but I'll probably live until I'm 150. So there's that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. 
Exactly. So um, you mentioned something just in passing, and I'm sure it perked some ears up. You said running your own blood work. Can you share with us what you do for that and what you discovered and some lessons you learned along the way for that? Sure. Yeah. So I don't know like how specific you want me to get with it, but, but I also lab tests, I, I've gone online and, um, you can basically, it depends on the state that you live in, of course. Um, I think that different states have different rules, but I think most states will allow you to just go directly online and order um, your blo- your own blood work. So I go to Ulta lab tests, um, like a frequent, I call myself a frequent flyer at Quest Diagnostics locally here in town. They know me well. Um, you know, I can just go in and order, you know, what, I, what I'm looking for. And um, it's a fairly affordable and, and really see where I'm at with my levels. I watch my thyroid and my anemia or my, not anemia, but, um, my ferritin and iron, I watch those pretty closely. So that's why I got into it. I didn't want to have to keep going to the doctor to have them run it. And as I had mentioned earlier, there are some tests I tried to get that they wouldn't even run for me. So um, like vitamin D, which maybe they would now, this was a few years ago when it wasn't as maybe well known, but I just really have gotten out of um, really just not happy with conventional medicine. And I'm always thinking outside of the box. I guess that's what makes me, you know, a business owner, an entrepreneur. I'm just always kind of thinking outside of the box and how can I take this in my own hands and And that's what, you know, that's what I've done is I just go online and, and just order my own. Mm -hmm. Completely. And, oh man, I, of all the things, you know, you take, you take responsibility for your grocery list and your movement and all those little pieces, you know, making sure that your socks are clean before Monday and all those little things. When it comes to the health of our bodies, I feel like we outsource so much of it and we think, well, I mean, I think there's something wrong, but if this person who's smarter than me thinks there's nothing wrong, maybe there's nothing wrong. And oh man, if I, if I had listened to my body and not people telling me, you know, it goes back to the beginning of the conversation. If your symptoms are weird and the numbers aren't adding up, there's some disconnect there. And I will always, always listen to a client over what their labs say or over other pieces of their history uh, before I'll kind of take that as gospel. You know, I will always listen to them and you should always listen to yourself. If something feels off, I love that you're like, no, I'm going to take it into my own hands. I'm going to check the iron panner, uh, patterns rather, I'm going to make sure that everything's looking good with my thyroid. So, you know, you know, based on this whole, tra- you know, um, spreadsheet that you've created and really it doesn't take that much time guys. Like if you go in every three to six months and just track it down, it maybe takes an hour out of your time every three to six months, but you'll notice a pattern. If your TSH is consistently increasing, then you're like, wait a minute, I need to figure out either how to do this myself or hire somebody who agrees that this doesn't look okay. Right. <laughs> uh, and that can help you. And I, I love, I love that encouraging word from you, Carrie, of just the responsibility that you've taken toward your health is really inspiring. Yeah, I just you definitely have to take it in your own hands and nobody's going to care about you and your family as much as you do. And, and and so I think that's why it's so important to do that. And 
I can tell you that even just just from using the spreadsheet from the bud chemistry course that I took um, with you, and I've already seen improvements just from the stuff that we're working on. And that's really cool to see. If you don't track it, then you don't you don't know. So it's been awesome. Completely. And it's, it's so powerful when you do it yourself. Like I've loved looking at your tracker and having you go through your blood work first, and then seeing your little notes on the side like this, that and the other thing. And I can answer and I can say, Oh, did you look at this like that? Oh, because you're gonna, you're gonna learn that stuff. And you're gonna be able to use that information. And that just Oh, makes everything so worth it. So it's so great. Carrie, thank you so much for coming on the show today. This was so wonderful to get to hang out with you and chat about things. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed it. And um, this went very well. So thank you so much. Oh, of course. Yeah, you're welcome back anytime. This was such a blast. Um, For those of you who have questions, concerns, any of those sorts of things that you want to hit us up, you can go to ketodietpodcast.com. Check out the show notes for today's episode. And if you need to contact me, it's healthfulpursuit.com slash contact. Carrie, thanks again. Thanks, Leanne. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Carrie today. Uh, We talked about blood work quite a bit. So if you're curious and you're like, I want to learn about this or I want to know what markers to run um, and ask my doctor to run, um, you can go to healthfulpursuit.com slash labs where I've put together a free resource. You can just follow along with the PDF um, and in it, once you've received that PDF, you're also going to get a couple of emails. I think there's like three or four in the series of emails where I give you some more education around what blood chemistry is, what markers to look at, what they mean, all that sort of thing. So if that is of interest to you, again, it's healthfulpursuit.com slash labs. So that's it for today. I'll see you back here next Tuesday for another episode of the Keto Diet Podcast. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Keto Diet Podcast. Join us again in a couple of days to discover more Keto for Women secrets for your fat-fueled life. Music for the Keto Diet Podcast provided by Yechi. Follow Jacob on Instagram at Yechi underscore official and on Spotify as Yechi. That's Y-E-C-H-I. The Keto Diet Podcast, including show notes and links, provides information in respect to healthy living, recipes, nutrition, and diet, and is intended for informational purposes only. The information provided is not a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment, nor is it to be construed as such. We cannot guarantee that the information provided on the Keto Diet Podcast reflects the most up-to-date medical research. Information is provided without any representations or warranties of any kind. Please consult a qualified physician for medical advice and always seek the advice of a qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding your health and nutrition program.